Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. Back after a couple of weeks off and back with a busy one. Two games from the week to go over. Our second round Carabao Cup tie at Cambridge United, on which Ralph called a beautiful night. Uh, and then the return home to Premier League action against Manchester United. Much improved Manchester United uh, we'll be bringing in Tim Bizantz in the away end to give us his thoughts on Tuesday night's visit of Chelsea and our trip to Molyneux. But before that, I have the Moscow mush Kevin Milverton with me to go over proceedings. Kevin, welcome back. I've missed you. Ah, the feeling's mutual, mate. So good to see you as well and uh, and chat. It's um, it's nice. 
It's very nice. Feeling the same. I've gotten a bit out of the habit of uh, of doing this, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of strange, really. But yeah, it's, um, it's been stop start, hasn't it, for both of us? Because you were on holiday, mm. and and then I was on holiday, and you know, but now hopefully back to normal. I mean, I've been sat on a beach sipping cocktails from a mason jar, and really been uh, thinking about football. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy yourself then. I did, yeah. It was nice to get away, but although the the, the family did go with me. Ah, okay. Well, still. <laughs> <laughs> they enjoyed themselves as well yes um, but I have to say it is good to to get back to some normality with the football season again now and um, and how are you anyway how are you getting getting on with everything yeah I've been sweating my tits off there it's been very hot um, the last few weeks yeah I think about the same as it's been in England really well, early 30s no we haven't like, it hasn't been consistent for, no? that, for us it's just we've, we've had like 30s and it's then it's dropped down to the mid twenties, and it's gone back up again. It's just all over the place. But yeah, I'm, I'm done with it. I, I just want the winter. I think we've got a few days left, and then it's going to get get cold. So yeah. <laughs> just like that, just just, just yeah. bang. That's it. It's the, the cold snaps come in. Yeah, I wish. Saints then, Kev, uh, coming back off that that Leicester win, uh, go to Cambridge, and you know Lewis Payne gets a debut. He grabs an assist. Don Ballard comes on for his debut, and he scores. You've got Diamond Edwards getting a couple of minutes as well on his debut. And, of course, we've had red-hot goal-scoring form of Shea Adams, who had four goals in four days. Uh, and a good performance against United. Definitely deserved more from that game. Yeah, I think so. It's, but it's not all doom and gloom like we thought it would be at the beginning of the season, right? It's definitely not, no, because they are playing with a bit of fight. And it's nice to see, because don't forget the, uh, the, you know, the Leeds and Leicester game. They come from behind in both those and got something out of it. And, yeah, they, but they were showing it. There were signs of it against Man United and... Definitely. Probably should have got the win, but we'll get to that uh, in a bit. Um, but first, we've got some ITN news to go through. This is ITN in that number news. OK, then, ITN news. To start, I'm going to you know, bring some news off the field. Uh, former Saints forward Rachel Panton has given birth to her baby girl, Cassidy. So, yeah, massive congratulations from the In That Number team. Um, and I hope you're getting enough sleep. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, congrats. Yes. Um, in the meantime, just in, in the last week or so, uh, news come in that um, our new overlords, Sport Republic, uh, they've over, overtaken, is that the right one? They've taken over uh, their second club, uh, Turkish second division outfit Gustave. I'm so glad you said that because I couldn't pronounce it properly. Yeah, they're, they're um, like one of the big teams in Izmir. They've bought 70% stake in the club and left the previous shareholders with 30%, similar to the way that um, they bought out Gauss stake but uh, left Katerina in. So, yeah. Mm. What do you make of this? Um, I think it's exciting. Yeah, we could maybe get some um, decent young Turkish players to play in our club, or we could loan loan out some of our players out to there. Yeah, so I think gotten... it's a good move then, because I'm I'm just concerned that they're just going to put all their attention into into turning that club into a force. I, I I wouldn't say so. I mean, I guess you know they'll employ more people to to cover it, and you know Saints are a much bigger club than than this club. Yeah, for now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, but I suppose there's a bit of money to be made in, in Turkey, and they've got a similar kind of up-and-down history to us. I mean, they were playing in the uh, amateur divisions about 15 years ago. And, uh, they, they bounced back, and um, they were relegated last season from the uh, Turkish top division. Oh, so they're only in the second tier. That's all right. That's good. That's a nice little project for them. Mm. Uh, more news. Uh, Will Ferry, he's left. He's signed for Cheltenham Town. Um, no more Wollstone Ferry. No more Wollstone Ferry. No, that's um, that's a sad one actually to see we Will Ferry go. He's been here for a while, so yeah, good luck to Will Ferry. Yeah, I didn't actually realise that he he never even played for no. Southampton. No, never had a not even in the League Cup or anything. No. No, and he had a reasonably decent uh, season for Crawley last season, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he he was playing for the under-21s, I think, um, in the Irish under-21s. And that's why we covered him a lot. He so got, gave the illusion that he was close to the first team than he actually was. Maybe, yeah. Another outgoing movement, uh, Kane Ramsey. He's signed for Harrogate. Um, yeah, and he had a few line spells. He was at Crewe and um, Ross County, wasn't he? That's right, yeah. Ross County last season, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Shrewsbury the year before. Um, but yeah, he actually did a couple of starts, didn't he? Really yeah, he did. Yeah, so he had a Premier League start. I remember I'd come over to watch a match, and uh, you showed me the lineup, and Kane Ramsey's in there, and I don't think either of us had ever heard of him at that point. We have had a signing though, uh, a 16-year-old, Sam Amo Amayar. I'm hoping that's how you pronounce it. Um, He's joined from Spurs on a scholarship deal and actually played in the uh, under-18s game yesterday as well. So he was straight in. Um, So, yeah, watch out for him. Yeah, um, in other news, uh, Tino Livramento. He's um, put a video out on social media of him back in some form of training. Yeah, looks keeping uh, keepy-uppies. Got the boots on. He's on the field. So, yeah, promising signs. That's why he keeps it up. Yeah, very good. <laughs> um, Carabao Cup third round. Uh, we have been drawn against Sheffield Wednesday uh, at home, though, um, and that tie will be taking place on the week commencing the 7th of November. It's a long way away, isn't it, for the next round? Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you're all aware by now that former Saint uh, David Armstrong passed away last Sunday at the age of 67. Um, he represented Saints from 1981 to 1987. Uh, playing at 272 times, and he scored 71 goals. He is a true club legend. Uh, He was a big fan favourite as well. Player of the year in 1983-84. Got his England caps around that time also, Um, and he would later go on to radio coverage for Saints. Um, Sad loss. Um, I didn't actually watch him play because I'm too young for that, but I mean, I've, (laughs) I've known of him growing up and hearing him on the radio and stuff, so I know what a great player... He wasn't how high how highly everyone thought of him. Yeah, that's a good tribute paid to him at St Mary's weekend. It's weird though because I was I was only talking about him on the day that he died. It's like a, it was really really strange. I was just talking about um, uh, Radio Solon actually, and someone said that mm. I remember when David Armstrong used to do the commentary, and I was like, oh Christ, yeah. And that same day he died. It was just oh my god. Yeah, that's weird. Strange. <laughs> yeah, transfer news, Kev. Have you heard any decent deals or anything that's Tickling your balls. Um, oh God, well, there, there, there was one. Um, there was a striker that we were linked with from from Portugal, maybe, and I've completely forgotten his name. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the Benfica one? Yeah. Yeah, it's nonsense. 
It's nonsense because oh. I, I I spoke to um, Jacob Tanswell about that, and he was said like that 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 rumor was all fan led. There was no really? yeah, there was nothing in that at all. So yeah, I tried to find because like, I must have seen something on Twitter and tried to look it up and see if there are any articles. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's it's annoying Pretty when much. you got when you got to sift through all the shit like that. But um, speaking of sifting through shit, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> um, Yen being linked to a, a deal taking him to Aston Villa. Deal north of fifteen million, I heard, and contracts. He's got his contract now still uh, till twenty twenty five though. So I'm not. I'm not sure that they'll let him go, to be honest. I think we need the backups, don't we? At the moment, he is going to be a backup with um, uh, Salisu and Bella Kocha playing so well. So Yeah, Lianko's in the mix there as well, isn't he? Sure, and, and uh, still Jack Stevens, although Stevens has been obviously linked away. Yeah, I mean, we can't lose both of them, I don't think. Um, only one of them should go. And even so, it's going to leave us a little bit short, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. We end up having to call back. Donnell Simu from the B team. Yeah, and uh, obviously we we still don't know about Stevens. We still don't know about Walcott, Redmond. Um, they could be on the move. I've heard that um, Stuart Armstrong could be could be moved as well, which is a big mistake if you ask me. And the one yeah. that I was really upset about was the Romeu one being offered a three year deal to head back um, to Catalonia with Girona. Um, I don't know. I don't like that one. You know, he's thirty now. He's got one year left on his deal. It would be a great move for him, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's a, a deal that kind of makes sense that he's coming towards the end of his career, thanks. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, you, you want him there, don't you, as an option? Oh, yeah. I still think he's got more to give. And at the moment, he's he's playing backup, isn't he? Because Lavi has come in and done so well. Yeah. And let's face it, James Woodprouse is the first name on the team sheet. Um, and then you've still got Diallo as well, um, who hasn't done anything wrong at all um I, I i don't know i like the balance that we've got in in the holding midfield roles and i think all four of them we need them yeah yeah i think so um max aarons i heard that uh norwich right back um 22 years old what do you think of that um yeah that would be quite i mean he was he wasn't too bad last season was he no i, I quite uh, like him it seems it seemed like a perfect fit in terms of age as well so i, th- I don't see it happening no no, I can't. And obviously, the, the the news that won't go away is Ainsley Maitland Niles. That, that's back. Um, um, I, I know you've you've mentioned this before. Um, you, you're not too keen on him, are you? Um, I think he'd be a good addition, but I think you know the the wage that he would demand would be just too excessive. I don't um, know though. I mean, didn't he go to West Brom on loan? Like, yeah, last season he was on loan. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't have been offering him too much. I don't know. I think I think it would be a good fit, to be honest. I, I, I quite like the idea of it. But again, we talked about it before. Um, I like the idea that he's really, really versatile as well because he can play um, as a as a uh, wing back. He can play as a centre midfielder or as a full back. Um, I just think, yeah, it would be um, it would be good to get some good to get someone like that. Ralph would love that sort of flexibility. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think it's a good move. If the, if the money's there, if the money's right, then I think it'll be a good move. But again, yeah. this could be bullshit. <laughs> um, have you got any more uh, transfer rumours? Ins, outs? That's not really, no. No. We're just, I mean, it's going to get busy, isn't it, over the next couple it's of days? Quiet. Yeah. Um, Are we really still expecting some players in? I don't think so. I mean, I think we need a, a do we? Well, we need a fullback, don't we? Um, yeah, we need a fullback. Um, 
maybe another centre back would be good if we want to shift on Bednarik. Yeah, this is it, isn't it? If we are going to get rid of these players, are we going to replace them? Because I, I know we need another goal scorer. We need somebody up there. But again, if he's playing the you know the the, the formation that he played yesterday, then maybe not so much. But I don't know. Still, I mean, I think you know there's not really an alternative to Shea, but I don't know. But Sekumara, not quite ready yet. No. But yeah, I mean, I think if you ask any Saints fan, they say that they want to they want to fall back. Um, but I expect to be more outgoings than ingoings anyway. Mm-hmm. Low knees then, Kev. Um, a couple of them to mention. I won't go through them all because some of them haven't had any uh, anything to report on. But Dan and Lindelew's Cheltenham Town, he scored in their one nil victory at Exeter. <clears throat> that was last week, not the, the Saturday just gone. So that was good. Uh, Will Smallbone, uh, a <laughs> little bit of news on him. He's on to his third manager of the season already because um, Stoke sacked their manager, Michael O'Neill, and they've moved on to an interim. So he'll soon be on his fourth. So I don't know where that leaves him, but let's hope they still favour him and that they continue to select him. Actually, they did select him yesterday, so that, that was nice. So he's still there. Uh, and Nathan Teller, Obviously, moving on to Burnley, which we hadn't covered. So since the last time we uh, recorded, it happened after that. Um, And he scored a brace on his debut against Blackpool in a 3-3 draw. Um, And then Saturday, just gone, a 5-1 win at Wigan. And he was on the score sheet again. So he's doing very well. Three goals in in two games. Yeah. um, Burnley, are they top of the championship? No, they're not. They're like sixth. All right. I think Sheffield United have gone straight to the top, although they may have been knocked back down again. I won't tell you, I won't tell you who's top of League One. <laughs> Kev, I've got some, we, got, we had some birthdays in the week, and I was wondering if you could guess their ages. No cheating. Are you up for this? All right. Okay, it was Maya Yoshida's birthday on Wednesday. How old is Maya? 34? Oh, spot on, Kevin. <laughs> wow, OK. Well done. Um, and Glenn Cockrell, a little bit harder. It was his birthday on Thursday. How old's Glenn Cockrell? 64. Oh, he's 63, Kev. That was very oh. close. Pretty good at this. I'm going to have to challenge you again. Um, right then, the Bs, the B team. Uh, actually, no, we've got two to go on. So, yeah, a good start to their, to their Premier League 2 season. They had a 3-1 win over Forest. Uh, they followed that up with a 4-1 win over West Brom and then a 3-0 win over Stoke. Um, and then Friday night, uh, recently, just just Friday just gone at the Snow Stadium, was a 1-1 draw against Norwich. Um, Jake Vokins scored the goal. Uh, it was, he had a good game, I thought. I thought he was really good. I went to that game, actually, and I um, thoroughly enjoyed myself. But um, I don't know if you uh, get the chance to watch the highlights of that, Kev, but it, I would recommend it, especially when um, when Ballard come on. Mm. because he was so hungry. You could see that he wants the ball. When I mean, even in the warm-up, he was just demanding the ball. He was shooting on sight. He looks, yeah, he, he looks like a really good player already. So they've got to keep hold of him now. And they are second in the uh, Premier League 2, Division 2, on 10 points. Um, and their next match is the Papa John's Trophy. And that's on Tuesday night against Forest Green Rovers uh, away. Uh, and the women, uh, they started their championship season off against Charlton at St. Mary's and unfortunately had a 2-0 loss. Um, and they are actually in action right now uh, at the Dripping Pan Stadium against Lewis and they are 2-0 down. Two. Yeah, they've just started the second half. Um, again, not not a good start to their season, but I mean, they, they expected this, didn't they? Going up a division, you, you, you're going to have to up your game. 
even more so. so. Yeah, a big step up. And I mean, they've made so many new signings. It's practically a different team. So yeah, you know, going to need a lot of time to get used to each other. Yeah, I'm sure there's some there's some there's some good good times ahead this season still. Um, it's only it's only the second game, and the, hang on, this this match isn't even finished yet. So yeah, uh, under 18s uh, they started with a cracking three-all draw um, at home to Villa, uh, and then they lost 4-1 away to West Ham, um, and then Saturday morning uh, a 2-2 draw against Chelsea. So uh, they're winless, but two draws and one loss, um, and they sit in tenth on two points. Um, and their next match is Crystal Palace away on Saturday, the 17th of September. OK, are you ready for Cambridge? No. OK, well, I don't care because we're doing it anyway. <laughs> uh, satisfying, I guess. 3-0 victory. Uh, only the nine changes from the win at Leicester. And Ralph handed debuts to Lewis Payne and Dominic Ballard. Um, amazingly, this was the first comp- competitive meeting between Saints and Cambridge. Really hard to believe. Um, but yeah, they sold out max allocation of 1,463 tickets for a Tuesday night, uh, 260 mile round trip. I mean, that's that's to be applauded, right? It's a great night out then. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just like Newport last season. Yeah, they had a good win, didn't they? They did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so a 3 0 win, uh, comfortable, uh, and, and another brace from Che, uh, and a debut goal for 17 year old Don Ballard. 13 minutes after coming on. 13, that's all it took. Good, yeah. Uh, starters then, Kev. It looked like a 4-2-3-1. Um, Elianusi, Stu and Adam Armstrong providing support for Che. You had Diallo and Romeu holding. And then you got Payne starting on the right, Valerie on the left. And who was it? But Bednarik and Lianko at the back, wasn't he? And uh, McCarthy between the sticks. Mm. Kev, that was... Oh, I, I, we mentioned Romeu, you know, being pushed out of the team by Lavia, um, but much needed game time for him. I suppose Diallo and McCarthy as well. Yeah, I mean, you say nine changes, but I mean, it's a fairly strong team we've got. It just shows how deep the squad is at the moment. But, um, players that last season or season before would have been regulars, like um, Armstrong, Bednarik, Romelu. Yeah, McCarthy. Um, this is a big outing. It was good. Yeah, it was good to see all those. Yeah, those those players that need the minutes get on as well. And plus, we saw, you know, we saw uh, Ballard come off the bench. We saw Mara also. Diamond Edwards. Yeah, Diamond Edwards. Yeah, a couple of minutes at the end. So happy all round with it. Yeah. I mean, was there anything in that eleven that you were unhappy with? Uh, not at all. I was maybe a little bit sort of surprised by pain, but I mean, we've got you know that um, well documented problem with the fullbacks. So. Uh, yeah, this is an ideal opportunity for him to um, make his debut. Yeah, he did well. I know. Um, yeah, I think it's strange though that you know Valerie. Um, again, he had a decent game. He's he's been quite good whenever I've seen him play this season. But still, Hassan Hugo prefers to play Ginepo uh, out of position rather than put Valerie in his natural position. Yeah, that 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 raises red flags, right? <laughs> he, 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 well, I mean, it's, it, it would do if he if um, he clearly wasn't up to it. But you know, whenever I've seen him perform, he's been he's been fairly decent. Yeah, back to his uh his his uh, debut season sort of form, which is um, he, you know, if you can't get into the team at the moment with the with the fallback problems that we have, then you've got to be doing something wrong. But did I he mean, score an absolute blinder against um, United? He certainly did. Yeah, yeah. it was at Old Trafford as well, wasn't it? He just see, I'd rather put him in there just you know. 
so the opening goal then it came after a quarter of an hour and um Adam Armstrong finds Lewis Payne open down the right um, and he's allowed to just stroll into the box and fire a low cross into the path of, of Adams and he slots it away. Um, did you did you see the goals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, some, uh, just a nice little poached tap in there. Um, brilliant cross from Payne. And Adam Armstrong finding him in, in space and holding the ball up well. And yeah, I thought, nice, nice goal. Nice build up. Yeah, I mean, there was, a, didn't Adam score like just before that, but it was just uh, right. off uh, Amble. Yeah, that's right. It went um the uh, the linesman put his flag up, didn't they? Mm. If only they had seen it yesterday. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> more on that in a bit. But yeah, um, it took a long time to get the second. It was like ten minutes into the second half, and Adams did it again. Uh, questions of handball in the build up from the home yeah. fans. Uh, I'm not. It didn't look like a handball. I don't know. I don't think it, it probably was, but that close and. There were so many phases of play in between. Uh, yeah. It would have been difficult, yeah. No point. So, yeah, yeah, Adams has his shot, and it's saved by by Mannion in, in, in the Cambridge goal, and then it falls uh, to Romeu, who hits one. It takes a deflection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it took a deflection on the way through. He saved it again, and he just parried it into the ever-ready Adams, and he scored his fourth of the season, uh, fourth in, in as many days as well. Um, and that was it. That took the tie away from Cambridge, really, then, didn't it? Yeah, maybe not man at the moment, but, uh, yeah, Valerie, uh, just after having a shot saved by the keeper, um, puts in a brilliant cross. Brilliant uh, cross, yeah. Yeah, for Ballard to get the shot off. Uh, keeper does save it, but um, so uh, it's amazing the confidence he's got for such a young lad. Yeah, you should hear him as well. He's got, he's got a gob on him as well. Yeah. For, some, for someone at 17, and he's, like, telling all the players in, in the warm-up, at the B team the other day, just yeah, he's um he's not he's not shy, that's for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He's got a bright future. Um, but yeah, you you love to see it. Um, and I know it was against League One opposition, but you felt it was important that Lianco and, and Bednarek had good games, um, because both were kind of like slipping down the pecking order behind Salisu and Belakotchap. But they they remained tight, weren't they? They're tighter than an Italian waiter's keks. <laughs> yeah. Good games. Yeah, no, good. They could keep up the game and uh, keeping the competition up for places. Because uh, yeah, you know that uh, <clears throat> if Bella Kotchap or Salisu have a rough game, they're waiting in the wings there to take their position. For sure, yeah. It's, it's um, you know that Ralph likes to do that, right? Because you've seen it with the goalkeepers. Yeah. The goalkeeper makes a mistake, the next one comes in, and it could be a while. To get to get your place back again, so I think it's just as important for the centre backs. Definitely. Yeah, uh, Adam Armstrong, Kev. I, I want to discuss Adam Armstrong with you because <laughs> I was happy to see him on the team sheet again because I, I I don't know I just really really want him to succeed here. It does sort of smack of him being just that little bit unlucky. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's too good a player, right, for this the streak to continue, but. It's just not happening for him, and I don't know. A goal here would have done him the world of good. I mean, it, I, Ralph seems to be playing him a little bit on the on the left. He certainly was against Man United yesterday as well. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's going to be the problem for him. But he, he, his his work rate hasn't differed, has it? He's just been there and he's done it. He's still putting the work in. But are, are you worried about him at all? Um, I'm not worried about him as long as he's in the squad. I mean, he does you know, put in hard work. Um, it's not all about scoring goals. But no. But he needs it. He needs one. He, he, he does need it. Yeah, I mean, we, I was so pleased for him when he scored on his debut, didn't he? At, um, yep. 
Everton last season. That was a, a, a brilliant goal. And uh, Villa won. Were you were there for that? And the Villa one that he scored, that was an absolute blinder. But yeah, other than that, um, that was it. That was his season, really. Yeah, he's doing everything but scoring. Because I, I think the Man United game, I thought he was excellent yesterday. I know a lot of people aren't going to probably going to say that. I, I'm, you know, that's going a bit over the top. But I thought he was doing everything that was asked of him. Um, and it's not easy play being asked to play off of of, of Shea, who's you know man of the moment, and rightly so. But yeah, I don't know. I just I, I with with Shea, you always feel like it was a um a catch up bottle situation that one goes and then they they all start coming. That's what it's been like for him at Saints completely. But with Adam Armstrong, do you think it it just needs that as well? You get one and that's it. They're all going to start coming. Um, I suppose. I mean, as, as long as Shea's um you know putting them away. Um, mm. I don't think we've got much to worry about. We're not we're not relying on him for the goals. No, that's true. And he's he, like I say, he's putting the work in. He's he is pressing and doing what he's asked to. Um, he got off one shot against Cambridge and it was on target. He had two crosses. Um, the first two goals he was involved in the build up as well. I mean, he found Payne in in space who then put the cross into Shea. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think he had a bad game by any means against Cambridge. But I'd just say a, a goal would have done him the world of good against Cambridge. Yeah. Um, and obviously Lewis Payne, uh, good debut, uh, strong performance. I guess like I've got some stats here on him. So he had 66 touches, uh, 40 passes, 83% pass accuracy, two chances created, three clearances, one tackle, one block, one interception, and an assist. That's pretty good on your debut. Not bad on your debut. No, he's very young. Um, this young team, isn't it? But yeah, it was. Um, I I was impressed. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't uh, fantastic defensively. I thought, you know, he was better going forward. Um, but yeah, he's young, so yeah, he's going to be. Uh, I hope he's going to be involved in more games uh, for the first team. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't fall into that sort of black hole between the um, the B team and the first team. That, yeah. um, so many players seem to have fallen into. Yeah, Will Ferry and Kane Ramsey. Yes, and... Yeah. yeah, subs. Kev, uh, he he brought on uh, Aribo, Gianepo, Mara. I think the Mara one needed to happen a lot earlier because Che had scored his two goals. Um, Mara needs the minutes, and Che needs to get ready for United. Uh, I don't know why that happened as late as it did. Um, otherwise, oh, and of course you got our. Uh, Ballard come on and uh, Diamond Edwards come on as well. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe he was just uh, trying to be fair and giving Jay the chance to get his hat trick. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, Jay didn't look upset being taken off though, did he? No, no. I mean, like you said, he needs to, you know to be rested for ready for United. Yeah, quick, quick turnaround that was. Um, some stats, Kev. Have you got any stats? Uh, yeah, just the usual. Uh, we had uh, 18 shots, nine of which were on target. So their goalkeeper pulled off five saves. Uh, so yeah, he, he, looked good. he looked good. He looked good. Even the, could even the goals that we more. did score, he, he saved the first ones. Yeah, there was yeah, two rebounds, weren't there? Mm. And yeah, one at close range that wasn't going to get to. So they yeah, had a decent, decent, uh, decent match. Um, obviously, we bust possession 62%. But yeah, that's a, a comfortable victory that's just what you like um actually the post-match interview manager uh cambridge manager mark bonner had some lovely things to say about us post-game which was quite classy i don't know if you heard but um he said he loved the play of saints he said i love their performance mm. i know it sounds stupid but i did uh we just said to the players in there uh, that's it's a waste of time if we don't learn something from them 
the way they committed to their pressing game when they pressed, the way they counter-pressed us uh, and how uh, clinical they were with the ball. They're just top players playing at a top level. For all of us, it was a brilliant experience to play against it uh, and see that live. We had to work so hard to stay in the game. Yeah, that was classy from a classy manager, I guess. And, yeah, things you love to hear. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did hear that after them, Oh, that's good. And yeah, I just want to say what a great job he's doing as well at Cambridge because he's been there since 2011. I, I, I only say this because I was listening to Radio Solent and Adam Blackmore commented on how well he's done and he's worked his way up. Um, and he's got them playing at a good le- level in League One. And you know, they only gained promotion uh, to League from League Two in 2021. So uh, he's doing well. So. Well, they, they were out of the league system entirely not so long ago, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, and he's been there since 2011, so he's had a part in, in, in it. And wow. uh, and Ralph said it was a beautiful evening. The crowd was fantastic. Uh, a good result with some good moments for our young players who, for the first time, had a chance to play. It was a good evening. So yeah, I just guess it was echoed what we what we just said uh man of the match kev it's got to be chilly yeah i don't think yeah you you can't really say anybody else can you it's gonna if he's gonna have any kind of success this season we, we need him or adam armstrong to start scoring freely and in these two games chase done it and he's been great so yeah it's a bad point. yeah it's his strength and his movement as well especially against leicester he was exceptional and uh yeah, you, you can't say he's only done it because it was against Cambridge, because he did that against Leicester. So he's, yeah, he really had the bit between his teeth against yeah. Leicester. Oh, and yesterday as well, he was um, he was good yesterday as well, like chasing down lost causes and stuff. It's it's great. Um, and, and on to that Man United game then. Uh, just a one change, Kev, an expected one, uh, and that was Che uh, for Mara, uh, otherwise unchanged. And you. Got to be happy with the selection against Man United, right? Uh, yeah. I think my only gripe is that I want to see Stuart Armstrong instead of Elianisi. Yeah, possibly. Um, and, you know, maybe two actual fullbacks, maybe once this season would be nice. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing you're talking about Gineppo. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, kind, of, I kind of love him at the same time, but uh, <laughs> he's not a left-back. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because um, when... Uh, I think it was Alanga was attacking down that side and he just went past him like he wasn't there. I looked over to the bloke next to me and he said, we both said it at the same time. Oh, he's not left back, is he? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's, um, I, well, Perro was on the bench, right? Perro come on. So obviously he didn't really feel like that he was ready for a start, but yeah. I, I, do really you think fun. Chelsea's going to be too, too soon for him? I don't know. It can't be much worse can it? <laughs> I don't think he was that bad. No, he's all right getting forwards. I mean, I yeah. love to see him do his like trademark dribbles and that sort of thing. But, yeah, you um, like him on the ball, but just not with his back to goal. And uh, yeah, one on one. Yeah, yeah, I don't trust him there. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was one nil. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, ten minutes into the second half. This this game, Kev. I mean, I thought it was a very evenly matched game. We, we both had chances, and we were unlucky, especially with that handball decision, which I'm sure we'll get to shortly. But some very good individual performances as well. Bella Kocak did really well. Salisu too. I mean, that bit at the end when he sorted, sorted out uh, Ronaldo with no issues, which was nice to see. Ronaldo showing his age there. Um, um, there's a... Oh, we just equalised, by the way. I've seen, yeah. Yeah, Saints have just equalised against Lewis from 2-0 down. This is brilliant. What a response, mm. eh? This is like Leeds all over again. <laughs> yeah. Go and get a winner. Go on, girls. Um, I'm already piling on the pressure. Yeah. Yeah, um, 
Yes, uh, Lavier as well continues to impress. I love that kid. I think he's brilliant. Um, and Bazunu has not put a foot wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, I was worried at the beginning of the season that, you know, we've got uh, quite a lot of uh, exciting youngsters that we signed. But again, no experience. But um, from what I've seen of almost all of the signings, uh, yeah, it's been really, really positive. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's a young team and they're going to take take time, but they seem to have settled into it into it pretty nicely and it was an even start to the game as well but you know I suppose the first point was that goal line stands that we have to talk about on the 20 minute mark and yes but Zunu, Walker-Peters, Belakotchap all just throwing themselves in front um fantastic defending really I don't even know how that how that stayed out yeah it was I mean I, I listened to the first half on the radio and watched the second half um and Adam Blackmore was having a seizure at that point he just couldn't believe that uh, United hadn't scored it was, yeah, a defensive masterclass from Carl Walker-Peters blocking Fernandez twice. Um, a language shot saved by Bazuno close range. I think he had you get two touches on that as well. Yeah. And finally, Eriksson uh, blocked by Kotschap. And it all just happened so quickly. Yeah, I mean, I was at the other end, as, as usual. Um, and... <laughs> because I'm quite low down, I didn't really like see how far out it was, but it looked like it was like right on the goal line. It's like, how have they not scored there? Like, what has happened? And I, I couldn't see. I had to wait for the highlights to actually uh, see how how good it, it was. But yeah, it's it excellent defending. And but it's nice to to see that you know we're putting the work in as well and, and you're staying in the game. But we didn't really test De Gea, did we? Or create anything threatening As, aside from that? There was a corner. Um, and, and it fell to the feet of Bella Kotchup and he kind of, he was reaching and stretching and he just got underneath the ball and it went, went over the bar. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were a few headers, weren't there, here and there that um, could easily have gone in if it wasn't for the hair. Yeah. Revo had a um, decent header. That's right. Yeah. That was um, Adam Armstrong with the cross, wasn't it on that? Adam Armstrong mm. did so well to get that cross in because he, he kind of picked the ball up from the halfway and ran at Dallow, didn't he? And then he managed to get the cross in. And what a cross it was. Um, and, yeah, Aribo straight to Haya. I mean, towards the end of the match, it was the, the pressure was really piling on. And I was convinced that we were going to score. But just nothing came from it. Yeah, I think, I guess you were convinced because if we'd done it against against Leeds and against Leicester. Done um, against United. <laughs> yeah, just um, turning things around and not, not, not letting it get to them the, the, the response is great um and yeah I, you know what i was surprised that when the referee put five minutes was it five minutes or six minutes stoppage six yeah. six i was really surprised at that because i thought you know this is man united um deep into injury time they've got the they've got the uh, the three points in the bag almost um referee's gonna put one minute up i know it and then six come up and i thought my goodness there is a chance and that's great when you actually believe that they can do something like that and it did it did make the uh you know, it did make for an interesting finale anyway. But you were the crowd pretty much whipped up by that point. Oh, yeah, standing up, edge of the seat, especially when Mara had that bicycle kick as well. Yeah, that was, was like, oh, tough. this is It's not going to happen, is it? But, yeah. Oh, and also, I want to talk about that Bella Kotchat tackle on, on Alanga in the box. That was incredible. Goal saved, yeah. for sure. Yeah, unbelievable. And Lisa was right there. Um, like, sort of double-teamed him, didn't they? Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> double-teamed him, yeah. Uh, uh, the goal, Kev, the, the Bruno Fernandes goal, good build-up. It was a good finish, yeah, put it right in the corner. Uh, 
what do you bring? Was it just a lack of concentration? I mean, you could argue that Prousey sort of like walked yeah, away from he, him and left him. It was clearly uh, Fernandez was Prousey's man, and yeah, he just um, got caught ball watching and left him with well, pretty much half of the the box to work in. Um, so unlike him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean... Beautiful cross from Dalton and, yeah, wonderful volley from Fernandez. It just comes to show us how it's done. But real, real shame to, yeah. Well, once they keep your eye off the ball, but, um, yeah, keeping your eye off of the player and on the ball. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing that I will say about Ward-Prowse there is that he, he kind of went towards Alanga because Alanga was making a run into the box and I think he had his eye on him and just took his eye off of um off of Fernandez. So he probably fucking zonal marking again. Yeah, probably went the wrong way. But yeah, it's it is what it is. It was a good finish, like you say, and ridiculous decision, the handball. I, I say this is a handball. I mean I don't I don't know what everybody else is gonna say, but how on earth can the ref not see that in real time? I mean I saw it from the other other end of the pitch. Um mm. the, the ball stopped and it changed direction. I was like, and yeah, and, yeah. yeah and, and apparently they checked VAR, or so they tell us anyway, but how do we know they actually did? What has happened there? How has that not Was it not stopped? No, the game didn't stop. He just straight away, the ref did the, the whole like arms apart, like no, nothing. Um, and then, yeah, apparently they said on the, on the TV that they have checked and it's nothing, like pretty instantly. So I, I don't know what happened there. I don't I know. at least what, want the ref to take a look at that. Yeah. I don't understand it. Why was that not given? It's a blatant penalty. It's yeah. I mean, Ralph said after the match, didn't he? he said, well, you know, what can you do if he if he hits it with his arm three times? Like, yeah, <laughs> they still don't give it. Yeah, it's not much you can do. It's um, yeah, it's not good. But when you weigh it all up, Kev, I said we were unlucky because on another yeah. day we may have won that game uh, and we come away with nothing. You know, we've had I don't know about sh- that. Well, I don't know because we had more shots, more chances. I just couldn't find that 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 one goal and that ridiculous handball decision. I think, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that we deserve to win the game. I'm just saying another we we probably could have done. Um, yeah, I think it was a fairly even match. You know? I mean, uh, for sure. The shots that we had, I mean, a lot of them were you know, either sky high or way wide at the post. But they were in. They were creating the chances. Yeah, I true. Mean, Five shots on target. United got six on target. Yeah. But we had 17 shots in total to their 11. So, and I, 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 I haven't got the possession stats here, but I don't reckon that was it was too bad. For it's us. very 48-52. Yeah, there you um, go. In favour yeah. of United. Yeah, and so the I, XG was almost even 1.48 for us and 1.5 for United. Wow. Yeah, see, I, it was a very even game. But to, to think that we got right. nothing out of it. It's I, disappointing, but you know, at least we didn't get thumps like Bournemouth. <laughs> Yeah, well, we have been there before. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Bella Kotchap here because I think he's the man of the moment. Um, a he's tasty. Saucy. So, I like what I can see what you're doing there. Mm. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have to take the positives away from the loss. Uh, and Bella Kotchap was certainly that, wasn't he? I mean, I've got some of his individual stats here, if you are interested. If you're not, I'm still going to read them. Oh, good. Uh, 35 accurate passes, 60 touches, two accurate long balls, one last man tackle, two blocks, one headed clearance, two interceptions, six recoveries, four ground jewels won, five aerial jewels won. 
Hannah Partridge in Pentry. Yeah, I think he's done really well. Again, and when you know you're coming up against the likes of Rashford, Sancho, Fernandez, Ronaldo, it must have been shitting himself a little bit. <laughs> but he, I mean, yeah. I was, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but if not, just because, uh, yeah, I mean, he does love to get forward, doesn't he? So yeah, that uh, marauding centre back, and you think with with our defence, uh, it's going to leave us very exposed. But um, it wasn't really the case. He's he's quite quick as well, isn't he? Yeah, I like him. <laughs> I do. Mm. I, I have to admit, I was a bit unsure of him when I watched him in pre-season. I thought he made a few mistakes, and I thought, oh, I don't know, is this is is he what we need right now? Um, but no, he's um he's he's doing well. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, uh, man of the match for you? Um, I can ask what yours is. Yeah, I'm going to go with Belakotcha. You're going to go with Belakotcha. I am. I thought. I mean, there were some really really good performances individually for all of them. I thought Adam Armstrong is is not going to get the recognition he deserves for his game. I think um, Che Adams played well again. Just. Uh, just doesn't stop moving. But I, I, Kyle Walker-Peters as well was brilliant. Yeah. He was doing everything right, uh, and he had that uh, block as well. But I'm going to give it to Belicotcher just because it's it's a coming-of-age game for him, I feel. Mm. Yeah, I'm torn between him and uh, Kyle Walker-Peters, who managed to get me out of my seat enough times. Yeah, why not? I'll give it to, give it to Kyle. Okay, well, that's, that's fair. That's evened it out. Um, right, we need, to, we need to get in Tim in the away end. Okay, we're back in the away end and we're here with Tim. T Bizzle, Tim Bizance. Hey Tim. What's going on? How you doing everybody? Uh yeah. All right. All right. I'm super. Did you have a great did you have a great holiday, Ray? I did, yeah. It was nice just just to get away and uh as I said to Kev, it was nice to get away from everything, but I did have the family with me. So <laughs> But no, it was nice not to happen to uh, not to get up in the mornings and and stuff and just just to get some rest more than anything. Um, I'm back to work uh, tonight actually though, so yeah, two and a half weeks off and I'm back to it. Ugh. And Tim, you're off to uh, you're up on holiday soon. That is correct. I leave on Tuesday. Uh, so you're not going to be here next week. Ah, oh. that's a shame. Well, you could put be... a volcano somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can you get can you get a signal up there? Uh, in, probably in Reykjavik, yeah. Yeah, you make sure you you, you get on there for the uh, for the Wolves game because you're you're <laughs> going you're gonna to be traveling for the uh, Chelsea one, aren't you? Uh, I will be able to. My flight leaves at eight thirty on Tuesday night, and the game starts at two forty five local p.m. local time here Eastern. So mm. I'll be able. To, so we are literally watching the game. And then going to the airport. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, so I'm going to start with a joke. I was hoping for a little bit more enthusiasm than that, but okay. Um, did you hear about the scarecrow that won the Lifetime Achievement Award? No. He was outstanding in his field. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Nice. Uh, anyway, yeah, Chelsea, not, not a joke. Uh, Tuesday, the... Uh, 30th of August, 7.45 kickoff at St. Mary's. It's also live on BT Sport. Um, yes, biggest wins against Chelsea. We had a 5-0 win uh, in 1969. Uh, Ron Davies with two, Jimmy Gabriel, Mick Shannon and an own goal. Um, we had a 4-1 win in 1975. Uh, Shannon, two, Stokes and Holmes. So yeah, not uh, 
not too many big wins against Chelsea. Actually, head-to-head, we have won 31 times to their 49, and we've actually drawn 31 as well. Uh, Tim, how are we going to get on this time? Uh, I think we have a better chance than we hoped or could have thought because with Chelsea's last couple games, there's a few things in flux that we've seen. And despite their third uh, their third place finish last season and just losing to Liverpool in the FA Cup final, um, there's still some instability there. Uh, there's a lot going on. And uh, in the last two games, Chelsea's gotten two red cards, uh, one of which would be Kubiali and the other one being Conor Gallagher, which led them to have two thirds of the game uh, without uh, without with ten men, and, and they still, they still ended up winning, yeah. and they still won. That's a so, worry. And don't forget they beat yeah. us six 0 here last season. So, in addition to that instability, I mean, they've got also got the people uh, that they're looking to sign right up until the window closes. So that's Wesley Fofana, and then there's also links to Anthony Gordon, uh, the new ownership. Uh, led by Todd Bailey, uh, who is the Los Angeles Dodgers owner, is throwing money around uh, like he's it's ridiculous. So congrats to him for being able to do that and have that much money. It's almost sickening. But uh, so some priority acquisitions that they have coming into the year: Raheem Sterling, uh, Kubiali, uh, uh, Mark Cucurella, and then of course the American Gabriel Slovenia Gaga from the Chicago Fire goalkeeper, most importantly of all. Um, so some big additions going in there, but they had a lot of outgoings uh, that were that were major uh, influences. Number one being Danny Drinkwater. He was such a massive influence there um, because when you have to have the influence of drinking water, that's the most important thing you can do in your life. <laughs> but actually people... The jokes uh, just they, keep coming. Uh, so they've lost Antonio Rüdiger, Andreas Christensen, uh, Lukaku was just a complete all over the place craziness that we know that transfer saga, and he's back on lo- he's back to Inter on loan. Alongside Timo Werner is gone, and they well, somebody who we were linked with significantly in Levi Colwell uh, is on loan at Brighton in the in kind of a swap deal with Marco Cucurella. Cucurella, I think is how you pronounce it. So. Yeah. Um, so I talked to a buddy of mine, uh, from work. We had a nice long conversation. This was a little bit better than asking people on Reddit about their opinions of what the best five aside team would be. Um, but it, it was really tough to, for him to even consider any Saints players on the team. But it, with the, with a three, two setup, uh, I, here's, here's where the craziness comes in. Uh, in, in goal is Keppa. Okay. It's not meant. It's not Mendy because he believes that Kepa's way better at his feet than Mendy could be, and he knows nothing about Bazunu. So uh, I was I I gave it to him because I think that Kepa being you know six feet tall, uh, he's he might be a little bit better with his feet than than Mendy might be. Um, yeah, I see that. So then you to finish it out: Reese James, uh, Kyle Walker, Peters, Raheem Sterling, and Shea Adams. Wow, is five aside team. Kev, would would you agree with that? If you had to pick a five aside team between Saints and Chelsea, but you have to have at least two from one team, who would you go with? Would you? Agree um, with that? Um, I would definitely be taking um, Bazunu in goal. Really? Oh yeah, because then you just get more outfield Chelsea players. I'd probably take Kyle Walker Peters as well, and then the, I'll just fill the rest with Chelsea Chelsea superstars. Ah. Uh... I'll put Prousey in there. We have to have two Saints players. Prousey, yeah. Stuart Armstrong on his day. Although what Tim says, 
Che would be good in five side because he's a big body as well, wouldn't he? And just throw himself around everywhere. Yeah. Maybe not a bad choice. Um, Raheem Sterling definitely have. Yeah, you'd have to have Sterling. So their formation a little bit all over the place, but primarily based on a setup with that with those three primary center backs, with the right center back being able to be flexible and move off. Um, and push up as needed. So with Kukurea being signed, he's all, he, he threw in that left center back role that also could be the left wing back. Um, so it's just a little bit all over the place with uh, in terms of setup uh, logistics. It's just uh, you can't really tell. Um, but we're, right now what you're looking at is you're looking for Mendy uh, being the start uh, and the goalkeeper for them. Then from there, you've got Kubiali coming back from his red card suspension, so expect him to come back in. Alongside, we're looking at uh, Thiago Silva as well in that center back role. Then last but not least, you're going to look at um, you're going to look at Kukurea on that center back three. Uh, and then I'm looking at Ben Chilwell to come in for the first time in his first start. Uh, and then on the right wing is going to be Reese James. So from there, kind of got Reese James had a good start. Yeah. So I'm looking. Conor Gallagher is out. So they're hoping Kovacic, Kovacic, Kovacic is coming. Yeah, it's going to be back from injury, but they don't expect them to be. So look for Jorginho. And then that other center mid, it's a little uh, it's unknown right now. But um, I think they will probably be able to go. I'm going to put Kovacic in there uh, because he did come on as a sub in the last game against Leicester uh, just to get his feet wet and get back into it. Now, uh, Mason Mount has been hasn't had a great start to the season as he had hoped for, but I think he still retains his place alongside Raheem Sterling and Kai Havertz up top for their starting 11. Predictions then? So the key battle today, or at least coming up here against Chelsea, is Che against Kubiali. Um, big body against big body. We'll see what they're able to do. Kubiali's rested. And Che, he, I think he did a fantastic job throwing himself. And while he didn't score uh, against Manchester United, really put a shift in and really uh, caused some havoc up there. Uh, I think that's the big matchup, but unfortunately, I think it'll come out to a 2-1 loss against Chelsea. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's gonna, I think it's going to be much like the Man United game. I think we're going to put a shift in. We're not going to disgrace ourselves, but I just think Chelsea are going to have a little bit too much for us, and they're going to beat us 2-0. I think we're going to get outclassed just like against Tottenham, and uh, I think we're going to lose 3-0. So we're all going for Chelsea wins then. Uh, Saturday, Wolves away. Uh, Saturday, the 3rd of September, 3 o'clock at Molyneux. Biggest results against them then at Molyneux. We won 6-2 in 1976, 4-1 in 2004, and we won 6-0 in 2007 at Molyneux. That's, um, yeah, I remember that. Saganovsky with a hat-trick. Tim, are you expecting better things against Wolves? Uh, I think this game is going to be lethargic. I think this game is going to be probably one of the more dull ones that we're going to see in the year. And I think that both of our teams are the offensive prowess are the, the the lacking the lacking capabilities of true goal scorer and goal scoring opportunities is going to come to fruition in this game so with wolves on the year uh last they were extremely mid-table 10th place 10th place finish uh straight up so good for them their first full year of their manager bruno lodge and ultimately, uh, they brought in a few players this year that are going to make a huge difference. The two, the two, well, the three main ones that we're looking at are Nathan Collins from Burnley, 
who's a 21-year-old uh, center back, uh, Goncalo Guedes from Valencia, and Matias Nunez uh, from Sporting Lisbon. I think I got all those names pronounced uh, pronounce correctly. So those those three are looking like a bit are going to be some real big shouts. Uh, I think you're going to see Guedes, uh, Guedes. Oh man, now I feel like I'm butchering <laughs> it. Um, taking over, and I don't think you're going to see Raul Jimenez starting. He's going to be more of a backup there. And throughout it, though, they did lose a few players that we're gonna we might be familiar with. Roman Saiz, uh, Morgan Gibbs White on a ridiculous deal to Nottingham Forest, and Connor Cody is on loan now at Everton for the year. So, seeing all that, there's definitely some shakeup on their team. But uh, I think once again, they still maintain themselves as a mid-table team. And going into a five-a-side matchup well thank you to the wolves subreddit for everything and for tips and information on this jose sa is the absolute 100 percent uh choice for everybody here yeah uh you were looking at uh kyle walker peters uh ruben neves james ward prouse and pedro neto is the one that they're uh they're looking for uh not too many people were able to jump out and say guedes or nunez is the um as as true players to to want to put in, so they they went with Pedro Neto. So we've got the the, the WPs on our side with Ruben Neves, Pedro Neto, and Jose Sa in goal. Oh, I I like that team. I think that's good. So uh, you're look, looking out for the key battles right now. We're going to see what our formation is going to be. I know with midweek game, you might see some shakeups going into it, but I still think we solidified that center back matchup with um, with uh, Belakachev and Salisu. So I want to see how they are going to be able to push up against Guedes. Uh, I think he is a serious talent, and watch, having watched his highlights from Valencia leading into this uh, pre, leading into this uh, preview, uh, I was really really impressed with him. So seeing the matchup of uh, ABK and Salisu, um, that's going to be a lot of fun to see uh, because I really think that we can take it to him. With that, then predictions. It's me, isn't it, Kev? Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm like you, Tim. I think this is going to be quite a, a slow boring one and I don't I can't see a big scoring game here at all I am going to go with a 1-1 draw I was going to say something similar I'm just trying to be different I'll go with a nil-nil okay yeah I could see that too and Tim Tim's not really filling filling me with confidence about the uh, the team either. So. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of years ago, I think it was the Burnley matchup where it actually ended up being a barn burner with the two two uh, going back and forth with each other. But I don't think that's today uh, where you thought the teams weren't going to go out too well or match up really well. I think it's going to be zero zero. Uh, right. I don't think that. I think you will see though a couple uh, changes in the team or in the lineup. I think you'll see probably some type of rotation with uh, Stu coming in or Perot coming in for Gineppo and maybe even a Mara Adams switch up. Something to see that they're going to find is a tackle, tactical adjustment and maybe even just a potential true rotation leading into uh, a midweek game, uh, a midweek pr- two, a midweek Premier League game, and then an end of the end of the week Premier League game as well. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that at some point in this week, Dom Ballard is gonna be on the bench. He is gonna be called out. Probably the Wolves one. Watch the space. Yeah. Um. Right. Okay. So, yes. Uh, uh, Discord predictions. Uh. Obviously, everyone went for a Saints win over Cambridge, and some of you went three nil. So well done to. It was Greg, Greg Kaplan, New Jersey Scott, Dan Fox. They bang on with theirs. United predictions. Tim, do you realise only four people went for a United win, and we uh, two of them. 
Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised seeing all that. Everyone was, you know, having confidence in ourselves, and I was like, "Huh? Yeah, <laughs> thanks. why? That's that's very <laughs> it's very reactionary of you for to." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were the only one. Well, there's four of us that went for us for a, a United win, but no one actually got a one nil. So, um, yeah, we were the only ones that got points there. If you want to see the the Discord table, it's it's in the uh, it's in the Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, someone's got to knock Kev off. Oh no, Kev's not top anymore, is he? But yeah. No, but you're doing very well, Kev. Uh, Super six then. Round four was not finished yet, but um, we've got a few more rounds to go back over. Uh, round two was Tony Randall with 19. Round three was Terry Lubbock and Dan Buck with 15. Um, and as I say, round four not finished yet. Overall at the moment, uh, Tony Randall has 39 points. Um, Kev, I'm going to go to you for this uh, fantasy football. Um, yes. Great week for you last week. You were top of the league, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I've kind of been um, there or thereabouts um, most of the season, although this week I've had a bit of a shocker. I've, I've um, beat, I beat you again, didn't I? Yeah, my choice of captain was um, bad, and uh, I transferred Virgil van Dijk out uh, just at the right moment. So, uh, Unlucky. <laughs> yeah, the only Liverpool player I've got is Mo Salah, who had absolutely nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would have thought it, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah. I just so you know, I had um, I had Van Dyke and I've got uh, Harland as my captain. So, oh, yeah, I've got yeah, 60, 60 you've still me now. Have I? Oh. Mm. Um, Jacob Tams was still beating all of us. Uh, Oliver Boast is uh, having his usual good season. Uh, the podcasters, uh, yeah, I, I was even top of our um, in that number podcast league. Yeah, it was great. Well, I say it was great. When it lasted, yeah. I'm 23rd at the moment. Oh. Uh, Lucy Heiner is top. Uh, Thomas Shapes Toilet City is in second. <laughs> and uh, Josh, Josh Parkhouse is party FC in third. And where's Tim in that league? You have to keep scrolling. Way down. Way no, down this year. Race 20th. Uh, hey. Oh, yeah. Still uh, close between me and you, Kev. Tim, can you see yourself? Oh, I'm only one point ahead of you. Kev. Yeah, Tim's 94th. <laughs> yes, I'm doing pretty rough this year. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, it's still early. There's still plenty of time yeah. to turn it around. No, not to worry. Some smart-ass triple captain and permanent. Get 66 <laughs> points off that alone. Oh, God. Who who do they triple captain? Firmino? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Ferdinand. I, thought... <laughs> I, I met him yesterday, by the way. Just, I just break in and I met... Uh, Crouch, Rio Ferdinand, and uh, Paul Scholes yesterday. Yeah. So that was great. Kev, I got a where am I for you, right? And I've changed the the scoring because I want you to have a guess more. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a free guess on the first clue, but you get one guess, okay? Fine. Um, and then you can carry on. So one free guess, yeah? Okay. So clue number one: this uh, market town is located 241 miles. From St. Mary's for five points. You might as well have a guess. It's a free one. Peterborough. No. Okay, so approximately 30 miles northeast of Manchester for four points. That's going to put it in Yorkshire, isn't it? Um, it's always Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah, it's market town. Yeah. It's not a city. It's not a city. So you can't, you can't be Leeds, you can't be Bradford. Oh, hang on a minute. Market town, Huddersfield town. Is that your official guess? Yeah, fuck it, go on then. Yeah, you're right, Kev. Well done. <laughs> Four nice. points. It's Huddersfield Town. Um, yeah, the next clue was last played in the Premier League in 2019. 
uh, and then it was in the county of West Yorkshire, sharing a border with the cities of Leeds, Bradford and Wakefield. You would have got it on that anyway. Um, and then, yeah, the last clue, nicknamed the Terriers. They wear blue and white stripes and have a capacity of 24,000. What's the name of the stadium? John, John Smith. Smith. It is, yeah, all, it's the Kirklees, isn't it? But for sponsorship reasons, yeah, John Smith Stadium. Kev, that brings your score to seven. Okay. Well, well done, Kev. Ah, excellent. Um, right, yeah, uh, that is about it for us this week. Uh, next week, obviously, no Tim, because he's away in Iceland. But it'd be me and Kev, we'll be discussing the Chelsea and Wolves games. Um, and Kev, we've got to award our first uh, Golden Player of the Month for August. Ah. How exciting. Um, and we'll preview our return uh, home against Brentford. Yeah, is there anything you guys want to add? Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.